We are back, and we are better because look at this space we're in. Okay, most of the people listening to the podcast can't listen, but the people that are watching, we are in the new KHOU 11 studios here on 5718 Westheimer. Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth. Jeremy, first impressions of the new place. It's awesome. <laughs> this is... uh Man, this is an upgrade in a million different ways from a lot of things I've been around. Forget, yeah. forget like a, a normal TV studio. This is unbelievable. It's it is. It is. You know, speaking of upgrades, I love what the Atlantic League and Major League Baseball is putting together. We're I mean, gonna, listen, you've started. got the robo umps, and you've got this idea to, you know, you've got this idea to perhaps move the mound back reportedly. Um, this is just going to really improve the game, Jeremy. You think so, Jason? I don't know, man. Look, I don't have a, this is okay. This is going to get like, um, uncomfortable for people, but I don't really have a hard time with the track, man. Robo. I don't have a hard time with it because, you know, umpires for me, while being essential to the game, have done a lot of things to slow it down. Uh, there's been some arbitrary umpires who've made some mistakes that have cost games and and some guys have been pretty repentant of those mistakes at times, but you know what? When you're talking about moving the game forward, I can see testing it, unfortunately. I'm I'm not necessarily a, a fan of it, but I don't mm-hmm. hate it, okay? Yeah. The one that bothers me, if I can be so bold for a minute, is the potential to move the mound back 6 inches. Tell me why we're doing that. Uh, I'll tell you what you told me. Okay, you tell me. What you-, you told me that this game has way too many strikeouts in it, and this will get more balls in play. Gives that <laughs> gives that hitter an extra, some extra second milliseconds, if you will. Gives them extra time to we, get a good look at a pitch. In theory, um, that's what's supposed to do. What this says is that baseball realizes there's a real issue now, Jason. And, and, and the issue isn't necessarily you know, the swings and misses. It's the whole flow of the game and how we're doing it. Um, velocity in the major league level doesn't really bother anybody. How many times have you seen velocity go a long way the other direction? Right? It doesn't True. really bother anybody. What does bother people is pitchability and feel to go with that velocity. However, we're in an age where people are swinging harder and bigger to hit home more home runs because that's how I think they're going to get paid. And baseball's answer to getting the action back in the game is this. How about training it differently? How about evaluating it differently? How about what was happening for 150 years wasn't broken in the first place? Thoughts? Could you, could you argue that Really, the problem, it's not the velocity. Yeah. It's the fact that you're running out six, seven pitchers a game, and it's all those different release points. And yes, your eyes, you can, once you've seen a pitcher twice, or you've seen the pitcher once, you see him again, okay, you're familiar. You could argue that, Jason, but I don't, I don't buy it. And I don't, I don't buy it for moving the mound back. I, I'm okay with bullpenning from a standpoint of I get that it in shorter bursts it's harder to see guys. That doesn't, but that doesn't bear out over the course of a whole year. Come on, say it's five, six inches. That's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Five or six inches. It's going to matter because pitchers feel where they're going and hitters pick it up differently with that distance and reaction time changes and rhythm changes. And if it wasn't going to matter, here's my argument: Why not do it in, in affiliated baseball? Well, because we've got to keep our guinea pigs, our guinea pigs. We can't have a lot of invest, investment into our guinea pigs, right? Well, so Atlantic League players are now who have been one of the better leagues in independent baseball for quite some time. The best. Atlantic the best League players now have – and I played in that league, and I you wasn't did. very good in it. I played in it twice. But what I will tell you <laughs> is that you now have the league that you see as the pathway to major league organization 
experimenting with it. So if you're a pitcher and you're a hitter, why do you want your numbers affected if that's your whole goal is get back to Major League Club? You know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing defections. I'm hearing Northern League or, what's, or American Association. I'm hearing Can Am League. I'm hearing Texas League, whatever league is out there, Pecos League, Quarter League. It doesn't matter. Any other league, Frontier League, which you said I'm training to be an all-star. And again, whatever the case is, I'm hearing I'm not going to the Atlantic League to pitch in a situation that doesn't help me get back to a club. So you are actually hearing about guys that won't be playing in the Atlantic League because of this? I'm hearing that the rule changes scare people. So if you're a pitcher, Jason, Jason Bristol is a pitcher. He's pitched with, I don't know, the Baltimore Orioles. And he's pitched with the Boston Red Sox and been to Japan. And he's come back. Okay, I'm 28, 29 years old. Sure, and you're in this league and you're trying to find a way to get back to a major league club, an organization, any way to give yourself a chance. Why do you want to be the guinea pig for rules they won't do in their own system? This is a test. It's a test. Now, look, from the Atlantic League standpoint, I get it. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, you know what? I got an unofficial... No part of, affili- of, 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 of independent baseball since the beginning. Interestingly, that's, yeah. that's the case. But now... Well, it was encroaching on some of their territories and things like that. Sure. And, and I think in some ways it made the, the clubs that released them look not great. Yeah. Because a lot of guys went back to the big leagues, right? That and the fact that... You know, independent league teams can do can get away with a lot more when it comes to promotions and things like that. So, um, yeah, minor league baseball has has really distanced itself, and major league baseball, the affiliated teams, have really distanced itself from from independent ball indie leagues. And now you've got an unofficial affiliation with the Atlantic League that becomes official. So, hey, you know what? I know something about that. I know something about having worked with those guys and being one of those guys, and now you go out and you have an affiliation, right? Mm-hmm. I know what that's like. I get why they would do it, man. Yeah. Good for them. What are you telling, saying about your league, though? And what is Major League Baseball really saying about you? You know what they're doing? They're, they're going to help you with some money, and they're going to help you with some branding, and they're going to back you, try to get you with better players in the system so you can be their guinea pig. And there's no other way to say it but guinea pig. Again, the umpires, man, those guys did it to themselves in some way. And, and I don't mean to indict everybody because there's good umpires and there's really some ones that, that aren't. They don't really have any business. And you hear the players talk about it all the time, umpiring certain games. But this right here is going to change things. It's going to change things because it changes the essence of baseball. And instead of baseball realizing, you know what, we got a problem, which, which there's some issues. And it goes beyond this. It goes into people not being signed. It goes into the way we're evaluating this today. It goes in the way we're training this today. It goes in a five-hour baseball game. It goes into all these things that the fans have said they don't like. And Major League Baseball is only going to react, Jason, because the fans say they want to see action. Attendance went down last year, right? Attendance went down. I believe it did. First time in how long? Not sure. Okay, so it goes down, and you're Major League Baseball. You know when they're going to react? They're going to react when people stop watching. What about the uh, three batter minimum rule for pitchers? I mean, that's but that's designed to keep guys going out there. Every other hitter, that's about pitching changes. Stop, stop it. Yeah, that's all that is. And and you know, I, but that's part of the specialization of the reliever. So that's one of that's more of a reaction to how the game has been played. You're trying what baseball is trying to do is put traditional pace back in the game and keep it an untraditional way of developing and playing it. It's not. It doesn't work that way. You either deal with it or or you don't. Some of these things aren't going to work. The mount the mount isn't going to help. That's going to take like five seconds to get out of game. Look at the games in 1982. I pulled up Astros games from 1982. The longest game I see here as I go through the first couple of months is three hours and 25 minutes. There's some games that are two hours and seven minutes. Yeah. Um, 
1980s, here's a Reds-Astros game. Joe Necro goes nine. Mario Soto goes six. Joe Price comes in for two. Total of three pitchers in that game. It's awesome. And you got a Joe Necro bomb in there too, by the way. You got a Joe <laughs> Necro knuckleball. Knuckleballer did that. Should we limit the number of relievers in the game? No, we can't do that. Let me, let me ask you this. This has a question for you because you've seen, you know, we, we, you do a, a really an overly complimentary job of talking about my background and, and, and the games I've seen. You've seen just as much baseball as I have, man. You just, you know, just from a different lens, right? Okay. And so my question to you would be, what's wrong with the game the way it is, the essence of it? What's wrong with it? Every batter is like, 10, 12 pitches. Okay, but that's today. What's wrong with the game? The traditional game you grew up watching that we all know is carried over Listen, from generations. Game, my favorite games to go to? Yeah. College Summer League. Why? They move. Or at least they used to. Well, why do they move, though? Because the game is played the way it's supposed to well, be? Well, you also have guys that their skills are developing. So they huh. don't... They might not have the power that they're going to have, so they play. The, they develop other skills to compensate for the other skills that they haven't fully developed. So I heard development like four times there. Yeah. Is that right? It's all so, about development. So we we'll go back to what I said initially. The game has a problem with how it's being evaluated and developed. And here's the thing: the now teams, everything's about power, hitting, and who can throw the hardest. Right. But my question is: my question is, if the game knows that, if Major League Baseball is course correcting, and that's what look. That's what these are. These are attempts to course correct. If Major League Baseball is course correcting, why are teams hiring guys that are teaching what's messing the game up? Yeah, I said that. I did. And not every club. But why are we doing that? Why are we hiring the guy that's the, the, the kinesiologist, just because it's coming to mind right now, who understands the human body? And maybe he's better as a swing coach instead of somebody who knows how to hit. When did throwing become pitching? When did swinging become hitting? It's not. It's not. People want, it's, it's not. They're two entirely different things. Because and the game is, a, it's all numbers now, right? Okay. Everything is numbers. But when you were a kid with baseball cards, like I was, mm -hmm. and you walked around, you knew the stats of what these guys did. But they're different numbers. Now. Okay. That's, that's, what, that's, that's perfect. They're different numbers. They're You're different numbers. You could not be more right. They're different numbers now. And so with different numbers become different expectations. And the hard part about this is that there's a guy who was a manager, and you'll know this because it's you, of the Baltimore Orioles mm -hmm. in the 80s. Yes. And he waited for what? The three-run home. Okay. This is not new, people. It's not new. It's not new. And Earl Weaver... That was his thing with the Orioles. Is we're going to go ahead and we're going to walk and we're going to we're going to strike guys out. And we're going to hit because that was fun baseball for them. But you know what? Else? People weren't doing that back then. They were playing line drive and moving the, moving the runners and they're hitting behind guys and giving up outs for good of the team. When I first started playing, there was something called the professional bat. You gave up an out sometimes to move a guy along, sure. and, you, and you hit the ground ball in the middle of the field and gave up some average points and an extra base hit because you scored a run. And then people come along and start devaluing RBIs. Okay. Hey, anybody win a game scoring zero? You ever won a game? Ever seen a baseball game one where, where it's like zero zero? Nobody scores a run. So hey, you know what? We're just gonna flip a coin. That's who wins. We got it. We got to get back to, and, and I'm not against evolution. I'm, I'm actually much more progressive sometimes than people think. But I will. I'm not. You have to have a balance, and baseball's lost its balance. And I, and I applaud Major League Baseball and the union for collectively realizing there's an issue. But that's not it. That's not how you fix it. 
In other words, there's a disturbance in the force. That's a good way of saying it. That's a good way of saying it. I hate to... It's a Star Wars analogy, it's perfect. but there's a disturbance in the force. It's perfect, but that's why, you, ha- that's why you, you do what you do right there, because you're able to take that. And when I talk about the lens that you've seen, it, and you know, we haven't been doing this a lot because I've been traveling over the place, and you know, it's been whatever other season that doesn't matter because it's baseball <laughs> season now. You know, you've been doing, well, you've been doing, you know, what you do. other stuff. Um, So much, so much has gone on. It's going into spring training. We're already in March now. Yeah. You know, and and we're here. And as fast as last season ended, that's as fast as this one's here. And to look at the game, the way you, you look at it, that's why we talk baseball. And for those of you that don't know, we have a really good relationship off camera and we talk daily and we talk about baseball or we talk about hey what about this and what about that and we're always flowing and the lens that you have is one that it gets a chance to see all of it like you get a chance to see all of it you know whether it's college summer leagues whether it is high school baseball whether it's division three you know uh small school you're like you're on top of all of it try to be and at no point in time while you're busy telling the story constantly of what's going on has it been this frustrating to talk about it's frustrating to talk about right now you know, and, 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 and it, in all ways, in all ways, like the, the story about Micah Bowie, that's bad. That's a bad thing. The story about, um, Bryce Harper, who still hasn't signed for bro. I mean, we, if we're waiting on Machado, did anybody see what Arenado got? Really? I'm starting to wonder though. I'm, I'm slowly moving myself away from the Bryce Harper camp in the sense that I don't know if he's worth, I have no problem. Those guys getting the money. But I don't think he's worth three hundred million because he's not. I don't know if he's a three hundred million dollar player anymore. I'm with you. Okay, how's that? Yeah, I haven't said that yet. Yeah, but I'm with you. Because now it's ridiculous. To be honest with you, if someone said to me right now, would you take Bryce Harper or Alex Bregman? Right. I'd take right. Alex Bregman. Right. What about Altuve? Would you take him? I'd take Altuve okay. over Bryce Harper. How about Arenado, who just signed? Would you take Arenado? I'd take, definitely take Arenado. Me too. Arenado. So if that's the case, and in baseball, and hey, Bryce, look, no one's taking anything away from you. You probably won't hear this, but if you do, no one's taking anything away from you. But this is getting ridiculous now, okay? You've got guys who are better players to this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have your raw electric ability. Yeah. Everybody knows when you were a junior in high school and you wanted to take you took BP at the area code games, you had people wanting to stand up and applaud. Okay. Everybody knows you can do it. All right. Your ability is unquestioned. You're the, you getting the most out of your ability is still in question, whether you like that or not. And they're about to pay you not on, and you better be glad they're not paying you on historic analysis, bro, because that's not the best in the planet. No, but what is going for is what you could get out of your ability, but you've got guys who have done it, who are proven year in and year out to take a certain average of what they're going to do that are worth that money. And you're still holding out, bro. It's March one. You want to get to camp or don't you? You don't want to go play in Philadelphia? Stop jerking the city around. You want to go play for the Dodgers? Do it. You want to go for the Giants? You think you got more value? Go take a short-term contract. Do something. Sports Illustrated just came out with its top 100 players. If you didn't see, Bryce, now granted, last year's production goes into it. Bryce was number 20. Yep. So you're 20th best player in baseball by that? understanding and you want how much no one's questioned you till now i think until right now you're starting to see the tide turn against you a little bit publicly fan perception wise i think up till now 
everybody has kind of thought, well, you're, you're going to get what you're going to get because your ability is what it is. And you know what? If Machado gets blank, you're going to get blank. And if, if, you know, but you just got a guy extend with his team in Colorado for eight years. Was it 350? Mm, no, it was 260. 260. 260, 260. It was eight years and 260, which is a, that's a higher AAV than anybody else. You don't want eight years and 300? You wouldn't do that? Because I'm pretty sure that's been offered out there somewhere or close to it. So, yeah, I'm with, I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm kind of out of that. To be honest with you, you know, this is where I will say the players need to, need to relax. And, I, you know, we've had some time. I've been out traveling, you know, yeah. where in the world and, you know, which, by the way, thank you for that because it's awesome. <laughs> where in the world is yeah, Jeremy yeah, Booth? That was a segment on KHOU 11 Sports. I actually Sports had to extra. do a uh, – he sent me a question, and we talked about it from a, from a family restroom in the Raleigh-Durham <laughs> airport. <laughs> you talked about it from the family yeah, restroom. it was great. It was, it was great. And then, yeah. you know, anyway. Security knocked on the door. What are you doing in there? I was like, I got to go. So Don't um, worry. It's a one, per, it's a one family restroom. <laughs> um, players got to realize that there is a new environment a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and that while we're talking about all these things – well, the same thing they're telling you to do developmentally, which is throw really hard. Don't worry about your delivery. Throw really hard and swing as hard as you can. And if you swing and miss, so what? They're holding against you in analysis. You guys got to get that. And until you start showing more consistency in what you do, your, your money is going to decrease because they're not sure what they're going to get. Pitchers are going to break down. Starters have more value today than ever before because there's a, so, there's, they keep getting less and less of them. Keep getting less and less of them. And, and, and hitters today, if you're an Alex Bregman guy or Jose Altuve, why are you getting paid? It's not for 25 home runs a year. It's because of all the other things you do around that. It's because Same you, with Arenado. Arenado got paid because of all the other things you do around that. How about this? Arenado or Trevor Story? Please. Right. Why? Because it's not a one-dimensional hitter. Mike Stan or Aaron Judge? Sorry, Giancarlo Stan or Aaron Judge? Judge, right? Okay, but it's not a one-dimensional hitter. So when you're looking at guys that can do certain things, if you want to get your money, then you have to play the game differently. Now, you got to adjust to the new reality, and you got to realize that some of these contracts went before you that were done on historical value didn't work out. Marwin Gonzalez, I whiffed on that. I thought he was better than Zobris at the time. The industry said, yeah, probably so, but that was a bad contract, so we're not doing it. That's what happened. You have to adjust to the new reality. He should have got four and fifteen for me. That's what he should have got. Should have got four to sixty. That's what I would have thought he would have given. What I, I would have given him that. The industry looked deeper and said Zobris didn't work out. I don't know if I would have done four. I think I would have done three. Three and fifteen. Uh, three and thirteen. Okay, so three and thirteen. It's four. It's called forty million. Okay, three and forty. Okay. Either way, two and eleven's a deal. Because I think he's got a lot more value than. Yeah, because I agree. he can play all those positions. A million percent. And he'd have a lot more value in Houston, more to the point, than he yeah. actually does in Minnesota. That said, players got to adjust to new reality. Dallas Keuchel is still out there. Dallas, you want to sign? You want to play? I, I mean, for me, while we're talking about these rule changes, these rule changes are there because of how we're developing and playing it. And you guys aren't getting paid for the same reason, but nobody wants to see that. I don't understand why people don't want to say it. The game was a lot more fun to watch, and I, I, I breathe baseball. Mm-hmm. The game was a lot more fun to watch. And you and I had the we were fortunate to be able to see some games together yeah. in the postseason. And and man, the game is a lot more fun to watch. People are just playing it. Just play the game. All right, everybody, that's gonna wrap up another edition of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Uh, we can catch Jeremy Sunday on KHO You Live in Sports Extra. And um, until then. Until then. Until then. See ya.